Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, and I'll be taking your calls and questions today. It's a momentous day. Uh, Actually, yesterday was intended to be a momentous day, but we had this anomaly of technical difficulties. Uh, I think we've been testing it this afternoon, and I think that we are going to get over the the, uh, technical difficulties and carry on with the show. And this is a momentous day because this is day number one of going live on the Radio by Grace Network. So welcome, welcome everyone that's listening on the Radio by Grace Network in 20, I think 25 states. I forget the exact uh, uh, number exactly. 74 new stations, I know that. And now that means the Grace FM, all the listeners on Grace FM and all the listeners on Radio by Grace are live. That means you hear the show as it takes place. And we want to welcome you to call in while it's live. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. And of course, you guys on Hope FM and Truth FM and our friends in Boise, Idaho, I've got to memorize uh, I've got to memorize the name of the station, Higher Rock Radio. I'm getting there. Uh, but we want to welcome you. And you guys are on a one-week delay, uh, but we are exploring the different options, uh, it's really a back-end, the technology is just buying some equipment, but it's the back-end engineering of it uh, with the systems and such. Just pray about what the Lord might want to do and how he might want to solve it. But even with a one-week delay, when you call the show when it's on right now, you're going to get a live host, unless it's a re- rebroadcast like we had to do yesterday. Uh, you'll get a live host, we'll answer your question The folks that are listening live will hear it live online and then uh, over the air. And then you'll get to tune into your station next week and hear yourself on the radio. So here's how it works. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Or you can text me. I just went through all the text messages, cleared them out today. Uh, and it is we've got an open inbox for you. 303-690-3000, get on the air with me. And then this is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week uh, tool that we have. You can send a prayer request 24 hours a day, seven days a week, only for texting. But jot it down, put it in your phone, 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. So we love to hear, especially if you're listening on Radio by Grace, and you hear me say right now, you are live, and you can call in right now from wherever you are listening, whatever state you're in listening to this station. Um, we'll see who the first one is. 
I will acknowledge that you are the first caller from the Radio by Grace Network that heard the station live and got on the air. So go ahead, call me, 303-690-3000. And I think we got the call already. Let's jump right to the phone lines. Ted in Amarillo, Texas, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. You, Ted, you are the one. You're the first live caller from Radio by Grace. Good. Does that? Uh, I hope that entitles me to at least a gold star. At least a gold star. For you, two. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the program. Uh, listen, I, I, I read and study the Bible quite extensively, and I've been caught up, caught up on one question, and I'd okay. like to know your answer. Uh, okay. When God came down and saw what man was doing with the Tower of Babel and the fact that it had been built, and he decided one of the punishments would be to confound the language of man, yes. and in the Bible, in both the King James Version and earlier versions, the word language is singular, and I'm curious, that does that, is that, does that indicate that there was only one language at that time? And I know what Wikipedia says. I want to know what your answer is. If so, what was that language? I, I do believe it was one language. Uh, if you look at the, uh, and I believe that on a, on on a biblical basis, uh, I do think it, it says right in verse one, Genesis eleven, the whole earth had one language and one speech. Uh, and so, looking real quickly here at the word language. Uh, that speaks of uh, lips, speaking from the lips. Uh, that's what the word literally means. Uh, the place where laughter comes from, the organ of speech, according to Exodus 6 uh, and Psalm 63. And then let me look real quick to the one speech. Let's see what that word is. I love my um, my computer program. I, with a couple clicks, I can look these words up. Um, and then the word speech speaks of word, matter, uh, and it signifies, so so one language is how it's operated, like the organ and how people spoke, and then the, the speech speaks of the words, um, that there was one. There was one set of words and one way to communicate. What that language was, we don't know. However, if you study the Jewish scholars, they seem to have a universal view that the language then, even prior to the begin, even prior to the birth of the nation of Israel, even prior to God speaking to Abraham, they believe that the language is Hebrew and that the language we'll speak in heaven is Hebrew. Um, but there's not really a lot of input on what language that was exactly, except that. Uh, and I just shared this uh, in a Bible study I shared here a couple weeks ago. You know, when you think of language. Language is simply an agreement uh, between two parties that certain sounds have meaning. Uh, and, and so whatever that agreement of sounds were, um, it'll come back to one language in the new heavens and the new earth. Okay. Well, I thank you very much. I'm very happy to be the first caller. Yes. Uh, Grace Radio, and I thank you for taking my call. And you've, added, uh, you've kind of added a new slant to my study. Well, God bless you, my brother, and uh, say hey to my friends in Amarillo, Texas. I love Amarillo. I didn't know that today, that you. I thought you were live before because I listened to you every afternoon. Uh, and I, yeah, well, I assume that that's yeah, that's lying. a good. 
it, it does sound live, but we had to deliver it as uh, as a package where it was just one week delayed. But as you listen to it, you know, if we didn't, I was just telling somebody this, if we didn't say that it wasn't live, which we have to, you can't say something's live on the radio and it's not. Uh, so we do share that from time to time. But when you're listening to the radio, it sounds live as it is. Uh, and it's pretty cool that you're the first caller of the day and the first one to hit our live broadcast. Well, we're glad to welcome you to Amarillo, Texas. Okay, Ted. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Love the way it's lining up today. So we're going to go from Amarillo, Texas to the other live um, network, Grace FM, here in Col- Fort Collins. Chris, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, and congratulations on the new broadcasting. Yeah, it's a huge moment. Yesterday was such a disaster. Um, we were planning on, we tested it on Wednesday and planned to do it live, uh, but the equipment, we don't know what exactly happened, but it seems to be working great today. Awesome. I hope it continues. Uh, I do have a question for you. Uh, I've got a cousin that um, is deeply into the feminism. She's been hurt by a lot of men in her life and also um, by the Catholic Church, uh, how, how the community where she lived in treated her and her mother after there was a divorce between her and her father. And that was another story because they got married and divorced about five times. Mm -hmm. And so she uh, got out of that situation at an early age and married somebody that decided they wanted to have an open marriage. and, um, And she was raped along the way. And so she's got a very negative uh, view of most men, even though she's been living with a man for 30 years. So my question is, how do I try to approach to her? Because she's very negative against God, as he represents a father figure, and she's into, oh, Woman Earth and Mother Earth and all those sort of areas that kind of go off into the New Age. Yeah. Well, you got a couple of layers of, you have a couple of layers of things that you're dealing with with this young woman. And, you know, you've got the physical side, right? The physical side is everything you just described. She's turned from the left to the right, up and down, and has been hurt and abused and taken advantage of and disappointed. Uh, So many different behaviors, so many ways that she's been treated that uh, from the spiritual side, so so she has the physical part that's that's turned and hurt her so deeply and traumatized her so deeply that, you know, she's hardened her heart toward the things of God and she's hardened her heart to God even being viewed as a father or as a male uh, and... And so the, the, the way that I'm going to minister to a woman like this, or even a man that has similar circumstances, is I just want to speak to the hurt and the pain that they're feeling, right? I want to, I know the political views, you know, feminism, I even know, I would even acknowledge the anti, um, you know, the anti-male, anti-God view, 
and I'd acknowledge it, I'd accept it. Um, you know, I wouldn't agree with it, but I, I'm not going to make an argument about how she's living out her life. But instead, I want to I want to learn her story. Uh, I want to give her a safe place where she can express it, and then at the right time. Uh, I want to take that conversation and I want to turn it. And it could be many conversations, right? It it may not happen the first time I meet somebody like this. Um, I was talking to somebody recently, just talking about trust. You know, when we build when when we build trust, you know, the more someone trusts us, the more they'll give us the kind of information we need to help them, or at least to comfort them, or at least to encourage them uh, to you know, because we can't undo, and and don't we wish we could. We can't undo any of the hurt that she's experienced or the trauma that she carries. Uh, and I wish we could because nobody um, deserves to be treated like that from the because of sin. You know, and I think of all the collateral damage that sin has done in our lives. And so I, I'm going to be very careful. I, if I took, you know, a lot of people like to take a frontal attack and, you know, attack the feminism, but that's really not the issue. It's an expression of hurt and pain and, and an ideology she's latched onto. And there are good reasons and good answers to minim, to undercut that ideology. But it but what's really what what really the way you describe her, you know, what really we're dealing with is someone that's been deeply hurt by men. And yeah. you know, we we've mm-hmm. got to we've got to soften that part of her life where men have been deeply hurt by women and men have been deeply hurt by men, you know, and that's a condition of life and that perhaps she could open herself up again to trust but you're you sound like you're in a, a good place to have that discussion um, over time uh, that's what what's really required it's time and investment of time patient listening um, so that what's the what's the end goal you know the end goal is to get someone open to respond to the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And that's what we want for this cousin of yours. Um, it, it makes sense that she would latch on to a ideology that gives her control because many places the people that had control in her life hurt her. And it's just some deep, deep, deep wounds that only the father, truly the one she rejects, can comfort and heal and begin the process, you know, and she's in a place of, uh, perhaps, I mean, I, I don't know her, so, um, but just listening to you, she's in a place of unforgiveness, hardness of heart, uh, anger, frustration, and not all of them are not, at least the, the genesis or the seed of it is not all bad. It's just become very bad and probably very sinful in her life. And she's put up all these walls so that she doesn't get hurt again. When all the while she's hurting herself. That's true. I have limited availability to her because she lives in another state. So our correspondence is maybe through uh, infrequent letters and sometimes infrequent phone calls. Yes. Uh, she's an artist, and so oh, she yeah. does express herself through art. Um, and we all know that artists look at things differently than yes, other very creative. And, well, you know, yeah. here's an opportunity. Here's an opportunity for you, Chris. Um, in 
if you have access to her artistry, maybe she has a website or something, like really pray and don't and be honest. I'm not asking you to be dishonest, but find one of her works that you could either purchase or that you could comment on that really does draw uh, appreciation from you. Uh, that could be a great bridge point. You know, some cre- those that are creative, they express themselves through the creative arts. And in expressing themselves, you know, if there's something she's done that really speaks to you and says, I really like this part of your painting, or I really like this, you know, whatever she's doing, sculpting, whatever it is, if you can, in a very real and honest way, find one of her pieces that appeals to you, perhaps you can buy it, you can invest in her, and that can be a bridge to to start a whole different dialogue, right? It's a whole different dialogue. We're going to set aside all of her difficulties we're not going to see her as a woman troubled and filled with difficulties. Let's try to reach her through her creative side. And it's not that we are going to ignore the problems in her life forever, but how about we approach her in a different way that would build a bridge into her life, build a little bit of trust, express real appreciation, uh, and affirm that gift, that creativeness in her, and... I just know being surrounded by so many creative people myself, they've just added so much to my non-creative life that that's a great way, you know, whether it's somebody writing a song or someone playing an instrument or someone making jewelry, I can just think of so many people that um, God has brought into my life that are hyper-creative that I'm able now to appreciate a part of their lives by what they created. So perhaps that's a possibility. I like that idea, and I recently did that. Oh, good. Uh, she left what was it? Also, to write poems, and it oh, was nice. through uh, some poems that her inner hurt was revealed. And I commented on that, and boy, she was like, <laughs> she felt that I had an insight to her. Wow, that's a big open door. So I'm I'm treading lightly because yes. I I don't want that door slammed shut. I I just correct. Uh, she really well, needs God in her life. I agree, and I think you know really to the the part of this that um, that I would think in a much broader scale is we just enter into these difficulties prayerfully and carefully, trusting in the Holy Spirit to give us the wisdom that we need uh, to minister to these difficult situations. And remember, it's not your responsibility or mine. Uh, We water, we plant, but God gives the increase. And so let's pray. Father, I pray for this cousin of Chris and and, and all the pain and hurt she carries just to where, where she is as a woman today. We pray for her, for her heart, Lord. And man, it just seems everywhere she's turned, it's been disappointment and pain, but also God, you've put a loving cousin into her life. And I pray for Chris that you give her wisdom, even already, uh, stepping into her life in different ways to affirm her as the woman that she is and express love to her. And we pray for her salvation, Lord, as Chris ministers to her, that you would send other people into her life to communicate your love in fresh and creative ways in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Okay, Chris, bye-bye. 
303-690-3000 is the number 303, the area code. Just put it in your in your phone, 690-3000. This is a momentous day today. It's day number one of going live on the Radio by Grace network. We already had our first caller from Texas, Amarillo, Texas, uh, to be to inaugurate this important day. We really wanted it to happen yesterday with technical difficulties. It wasn't. Uh, but our first two calls, Radio by Grace and Grace FM, and we want to invite you guys from Hope FM and Truth FM, uh, join us. Uh, let us be a part of the program today. Uh, my name is Ed Taylor. I am the pastor here at Calvary Church where Grace FM originates. Uh, Calvary Live originates from here in Aurora, Colorado, and we're grateful to be a part of your day. And it's great to jump in on a Friday uh, and talk to you about the things of the Lord together. Uh, what a blessing it is. So let's go in now to Montgomery, Alabama. Sydney, welcome to the program. Yeah, uh, I believe in God. I don't know much about the Bible, but all I want you to do mm. is to continue praying for my family, for okay. them to come to Jesus. And Father, I pray for Sydney and his family. I pray, God, that just in the simplicity of his life, how... What a sweet place it is to love you and know you in simple ways, and simple terms. And I pray for his family, God. I pray for salvation, for protection. I pray, God, that you would use Sydney in their lives in amazing ways beyond what he could even think or ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Okay, God bless you, Sydney. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. No matter where you're hearing, we want to hear from you, or where you're listening, I should say. We want to hear from you, uh, taking your calls and your questions. And here's how it works, guys. 303-690-3000. That's the number to dial. Or you can text us. We have a dedicated texting line, three, uh, excuse me, 720-336. 0897. Please pray for my marriage. It's wrecked by adultery, alcohol, marijuana, sin. We've lost family members on both sides. Please help. This is from Greeley, Colorado. Father, I pray for this marriage that is in utter crisis. And I see some of the things that have wrecked it, Lord, but ultimately uh, for D and V, uh, you know their need. Uh, you know where to meet them, God. You know what is plaguing them, what changes need to be made, what rescuing power you want to display in their lives. And I pray for their marriage, and I claim it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we've got time. Let's go to line two, back to Denver, Colorado. Kagan, welcome to the program. Kagan, are you still with us? All right, you dropped, uh, but you asked the question, how to have more self-discipline, let go of some worldly things. Uh, there's a relationship that's rocky, great friends. Well, anyway, that's a great question. Um, you know, one of the things that, that really ministered to me as a new believer uh, was the when somebody told me about the fr fruit of the Spirit. I didn't know anything about the fruit of the Spirit. <clears throat> I didn't know, you know, as, as I'm in a church like, like I pastor now, Calvary Chapel, 
Uh, we're my pastor teach through the Bible verse by verse, and he'd teach whatever book he's in. And when you there, there's great advantages to teaching verse by verse, but one of the things that comes with that is that some topics aren't addressed for some time, um, only because we're in a book of a Bible and we're addressing the topics that are in front of us. Uh, so I didn't know about this, but somebody pointed it out to me as a new believer, and and showed me what happens when I walk in the Spirit not fulfilling the lust of my flesh. And one of the fruit of the Spirit is this. Listen, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. That's Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 24. Uh, and even 25, if we live in the Spirit, let's walk in the Spirit. Your life as a believer, all, you already have self-control and self-discipline. You, it's already yours. As you abide in Christ, it's already yours. You, 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 it, and it's summed up, isn't it, by the choices that you make. It's summed up by the choices that you make that you would choose to follow Christ. You would, uh, like the Bible says, make no provision for the flesh as you would be careful to what you let your eyes see. And and so, Kagan, I wish you would call back if you're listening uh, because this is a great question and I would be curious of what the things you're battling with. Because when guys come to me and gals come to me and they talk about addiction or even this area of lack of self-discipline, um, the, the one of the things I like to share, and it has to be reckoned with, right? You've got to come to terms with this, that the reason why we sin is because we like it. Now, there is a battle, and we don't like the consequences, and we don't like to be in rebellion. Uh, that's true, but sin wouldn't be sin. I mean, it wouldn't sin wouldn't be in our life if we didn't like it, if we didn't somehow get benefit from it. If we didn't, you know, like like the Bible says, Moses, he left Egypt— um, he left the momentary pleasures of sin. Uh, he turned on them. So obviously, obviously sin has an attraction to us. Otherwise, it would never be temptation. But I just want to share with you, Kagan, if you're listening, self-control is yours. Self-discipline is yours. It, it is simply abiding in Christ. I mean, for example, when your Bible is open, you're not watching some something, some worldly thing, something that's like when you're calling the radio station, you're seeking, like it's a series of choices. Jesus put it this way. He says, if you present yourself to sin, you'll become a slave to sin. But you present yourself a, a slave to righteousness, you'll be a slave of righteousness. And I love that. So we're coming up on the end of the first half already. I want to welcome everyone. We turn the switch today on the live broadcast on Radio by Grace. So from now on, Grace FM and Radio by Grace, you guys are listening live. So let me just take the opportunity, even for my friends on Hope FM and Truth FM, as I see we have a call from Baltimore here coming on the air in a moment, that Christian radio you're listening to right now is listener-supported. It's not owned by a big corporation, but by churches. So I want to encourage you today to support local Christian radio would you go to the website of the station you're listening to this on? You guys here, Grace FM, up and down the front range of Colorado, uh, gracefm.com. Uh, you guys on Radio by Grace, you have radiobygrace.com, uh, hopefm.net, 
truthfm.net, uh, Higher Rock Radio, Calvary Chapel in uh, in Meridian, I think, uh, is um, uh, Pastor Troy Drake in the ministry there. Uh, but you know, I know there are other Christian stations in town, and uh, but they're they're owned by huge corporations. Um, and these stations that are dedicated to verse by verse teaching are owned by churches, and every single church, believe me, uh, could use the resources to continue to keep stations on the air, expand it, fix things, troubleshoot things, on and on it is. So we got full lines, uh, and we're coming up on our first and only break of the program. Uh, first day, momentous day, uh, Radio by Grace, 74 stations gone live with our stations here in Grace FM, and uh, we're just grateful that we could talk to you directly. Uh, you can call straight in, and when the phone lines are full, just wait for a call to end, and then boom, another phone line opens. You hear the music. We'll be right back. My name is Ed Taylor. This is Calvary Live coming to you from Aurora, Colorado. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back everyone to the second half of today's program. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. I want to welcome everyone listening on Hope FM and Truth FM. I welcome everyone on Higher Rock Radio and I also want to welcome everyone on Radio by Grace. You guys are live now. We, we flipped the switch today. Uh, you guys are live. We tried to do it yesterday, had some technical difficulties, uh, but today is the day. We've already had our first caller from Radio by Grace, and appropriately, it was from Amarillo, Texas, which is the home base of Radio by Grace. And so welcome, everyone. we got full lines. I want to get right back to the phone call. Let's go now over to Hope FM, Baltimore, Maryland. Welcome to the program, Tyler. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. Thanks for taking the call. Um, the You're welcome. The question earlier was asked if, uh, if God chose not to know certain things. And I was recalling back in Genesis where... Um, and so he, in that time, he was maybe provoking a conversation for truth mm -hmm. or whatnot. And at sure. times, also, there was queries from Jesus in the, the New Testament asking questions, but he wouldn't ask questions if he already knew, unless you know, he was trying to have a pure conversation. Uh, sure. So it's difficult. So like watching um, the show uh, The Chosen, it's, you know, it's great. It's our perception of Jesus as best as we can as humans, since, as you said, we're sinful as well. I don't want to be self-righteous or ignorant. Um, I'm just, you know, we're always seeking the truth and, you know, um, well, pure Christians, and I'm always trying to have faith that I am one. So that's the best I got. So so what's your question? My question is, I mean, I, I don't, I, I, uh, I was just saying I think that Jesus must choose not to know at all times if he's asking questions or, you know, at okay. times. Because if, if there was a choice between knowing at all times, if he's going to ask questions. Okay, that's okay. That's a great clarifying question. Thank you for that. Let, let's understand uh, when it comes to deity, to God, one of the attributes— 
that God possesses possesses is something known as omniscience. And a simple definition of omniscience is knowing all things that can be known. And you know them all at once. So there isn't anything that God doesn't know. Uh, and I'm not I'm uncertain about the choosing not to know, but there's nothing that God not doesn't know. He is omniscient. He not only knows everything that is, but he knows everything that could be. He never learns anything. He isn't in the dark about things. He isn't uh, learning like we are. There is a theology out there that I don't believe is biblical, but it became popular a few years ago, on a theology known as open theism and the idea that God learns like we do. And, um, you know, it just on its face, it doesn't make sense that we would have a God that doesn't know anything until we know it or we learn it at the same time. So with that in mind, let's t- let's address now, with that foundation, let's address the question that God asked Adam right in the beginning. He's in the—after the fall, Adam runs away. Uh, after he, he rebels and sins against God, they try—Adam and Eve both try to cover themselves. They try to hide from God. And what, what do we have in the text? Uh, we have in Genesis chapter 3, verse 9, the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? Now, you know, if you read that in the English, you kind of read it uh, without any other knowledge, it would be easy to come to the conclusion to say, well, we ask questions like, where are you? Because we don't know uh, where they are. But that's not entirely true, even in the human realm. For example, uh, when I when my kids were younger, they're all grown now, but when my kids were younger and they we would play hide and seek around the house, it would be very easy to find my kids. You could hear them. You could hear them giggle. You could hear them move around. And as I would walk around the house going, where are you? Where are you? It, it wasn't a question asking for knowledge. It was participating in the game there. I knew where they were. Uh, I could hear them in the cupboard. I could hear them in the room. I could hear their giggle. Um, and and so it wasn't a lack of knowledge on my part. It was participating. It was communicating. It was it was drawing them out and letting them know I'm I'm still here. Um, fast forward to uh, well, not fast forward, but consider another example of how you could ask that question but still know the answer. Uh, let's say you have a a fourth grade teacher. He she's up on the whiteboard in the classroom, and she's teaching the kids math, and she writes up on the board. The number two plus the number two equals, and then she says, okay, kids, what's the answer? Well, she knows what the answer is. Um, what she's doing is asking a question with knowledge to draw out conversation and to draw out. And in this case with Adam, that's exactly, I mean, it, obviously he's addressing Adam. He's talking to Adam. So of course he knows where Adam is. Uh, he's talking to him. Uh, and God is ref- um, communicating with him. So the question where here in Genesis 3 comes from a position not of lack of knowledge, but he's he knows exactly where Adam is. He goes to Adam, talks to Adam, so that he could draw Adam back into a conversation and a relationship with him because of sin. And so many times in our own life, we will ask questions even though we know the answer. I mean, even in another example with parents, you know, you you you're trying to help your kids confess to something. You already know what happened. You just want them to tell you before you tell them. So you lead them down 
you lead them down a path of discovery so that they might come clean. So there's a lot of reasons how we would uh, ask questions that sound like we lack knowledge, but we're actually using language to help the other person enter into a conversation. I guess I just have to ask better questions then. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, well, I'll keep thinking about it myself too. And um, Okay, good. Do it. Let me know. All right. Thank you, sir. Okay. Thanks, Taylor. Tyler. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Brenda in Peach Bottom, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor Ed. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you, Brenda. What's going on? I just wanted to make a, a comment that I'm hoping will help the caller that was speaking to you about uh, depth and, and God not if it appearing that God didn't answer because you're praying for somebody that's sick and he takes them anyway. God began to teach me several months before my sister passed away on this very subject, but when I lost her is when the Holy Spirit really began to speak, and that, in a sense, God was bringing correction to me as well as comforting my spirit, because what the Holy Ghost spoke to me was this. She did receive a healing, not the one that I was seeking him for. I wanted her to be healed of her cancer, and I wanted her here with me. But even in death, she was healed. Yes. She got the ultimate healing. She went home to be with the Lord, where she has a brand new body, and there's no cancer, and she's with the Lord. And that brought me great comfort. So I wanted to share that. I'm hoping that whoever that was, that he's still listening, because okay. God always heals. Jesus yes. is our healer. He always yes. brings healing. It may not just ever be the way we're seeking him, because in this flesh, we want them here. We were, yeah. we're praying, actually, a selfish prayer when it comes to that, because in the flesh, we can't let them go. But in the supernatural, God's doing other things. Amen? I agree with you. I think that uh, all of us are going to die of our final sickness, and it'll be a very bittersweet time because as we pass from this life to the next, we leave behind uh, those that mourn and grieve our loss, and we miss out on our relationship. But we also, at the very, that's the bitter side to it. The sweet side to it is that someone that exits their body here are going to be, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And, you know, I, I'm always reminded of Pastor Chuck Smith when he was teaching us uh, he's now with the Lord. He went to home to be with the Lord in 2013. Um, but he will always teach us that when we mourn, uh, we mourn more for our loss than we do for the person that we loved who entered into the presence of God. You know, we mourn for everything that we've lost. And, and we know according to the Psalms in Psalm 139 that the days that were fashioned for us are already written down. So nobody dies even by surprise or untimely. It's all in the in the eye. It's all in the will of God, and I agree with you, sister. Well, I just wanted to share that, and it gave me an okay. opportunity to be able to call in. Thank and you. You guys are doing a marvelous work, Pastor Ed. I listen to you every evening, huh. and I just thank you, Linda. Say God bless you, man right, of God, right. and keep Brenda. keep it up. Keep 
words and people. Can I can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Where is Peach Bottom, Pennsylvania? Oh, have you ever heard of uh, Lancaster? I have, yes. That's where the Amish okay. are, right? Yes, but yes. I'm probably an hour away from that. I'm more closer to the Maryland state line. I'm about okay. 25 minutes over the Maryland line. I'm going to look it up when the show's over. We were just talking about Lancaster because years ago we went on a homeschooling trip with our kids and we stopped at one of the stands or something. We got this, the the best pretzels we have ever had in our entire life yes, came from a stand <laughs> out there. I love it here. I've been here three years. I grew up in Maryland and I okay. came this way as an older gal and I'm loving it. Oh, good. Well, bless you. God bless you. Thanks for your call. God bless you, man. And God, keep up the good work. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, let's head over uh, as we go to the next phone line. On line three is Linda in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Linda, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad I got through. Yeah, great. I'm glad you are, too. Okay. Um, Pastor, I've known since a child that I wanted to be in the helping profession. I, in the secular, I succeeded for five or six years. My walk with Christ has been at times really horrible, backsliding, drugs, sexual promiscuity, you name it, I did it. And I know I'm forgiven now, and the Lord spoke to my husband's heart and told us to go back to where we started, which I went back to that church, and everything that I had been praying for for that church, it changed. And, and oh, I wow. just love it so much. I know, like I know, like you know, that I'm supposed to be a Christian counselor. Okay. And I just wanted prayer for confirmation because okay. I, I'm serving the church. Whatever they want me to do, I'm open to do it. Okay. Uh, let me recommend a book for you, and then I'm going to pray for you. Just a real simple book that can put you on the pathway to being a, a solid biblical counselor. Uh, it's a book we use uh, here at the church and our school ministry and also just helping people that have a desire to step into people's lives. It's called uh, How to Counsel God's Way. How to Counsel God's Way. And the brother that wrote it, he's also gone home to be with the Lord, but the brother that wrote it, is his name is Bob Hoekstra, and his last name is spelled H-O-E-K. S-T-R-A. Um, it's such a great entry-level um, tool that will equip you uh, as you're pursuing. You know, while you're praying confirmation, looking for opportunity, this will also pour into you and equip you along the way as you st- are still ministering to people while you're waiting. Um, so let me pray for you. Father, I pray, God, for my sister as she's looking for that confirmation of what your call upon her life is in the realm of biblical counseling and her heart to minister to others, uh, the gifting of mercy that's lived out in her life. God, help her to see it. And I also want to rejoice what she was praying for this church and how things have turned around and changed for the good. Uh, We rejoice, and we're happy and encouraged by that. So I pray for her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, and God bless. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. 
303-690-3000. Every time a caller hangs up is an open line. 303-690-3000. Of course, text us if you'd like. Uh, you can text 24 hours a day, seven days a week, prayer requests. I just sent a whole batch of prayer requests just before the show uh, to our prayer team here at the church. Uh, and you can always text those at 720-336-0897. Back to Aurora, Colorado. Rob, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Thank you for your program. It's a blessing You're welcome. to listen to every day on the way home from work. Right on. What's up? Um, I, another analogy for that listener that um, was asking about questions from God. Yes. Um, is uh, how an instructor asks questions or a teacher asks questions of students. They know the answer. Sometimes yes. they ask questions to provoke thought or um, to see um, knowledge of the individual or things like yes. that. And it's more for the benefit of the individual than it is the asker. I agree. I'm with you on that. And I, I, I enjoyed listening to what you said, um, and I just that came to mind, and I just thought I'd share that. And we do it all the time. You know, I think that it, it is a little troubling. I, I can understand where our brother was coming from, where you're reading, you're reading in the text from God, who the Bible clearly says knows all things, and he says that of himself. But then he asks a question that provokes information, and... You know, you got to wrestle with that and say, well, we, you know, we do that too, though. We, we do that a lot in our conversations with one another where we ask questions where we already know the answer. Um, it's not a question that is uh, helping us to learn. It's more of a question helping someone else to learn. Uh, and I agree. I, I think we do it a far more than we realize. And Jesus did it in his ministry in the three years or so of his time. It, it was a very a common practice. You know, we were we went all the way back to Genesis, but it was a very common practice among, among the rabbis and the discipleship of the rabbinic teachings, where you know you would literally, like Jesus, spend your entire life with your rabbi, uh, with your teacher, and that would be the the care the the questions. You know, I think of I think of Jesus using questions when he says, "Look at all the flowers of the field. Don't you think God's going to take care of you more than the flowers?" Um, and, and yeah, it's a very common rabbinic tool and, and comic, comic tool that we use today. All right. Well, thank you, Rob. Appreciate you calling in. 303-690-3000 is the number. If you're just tuning in, Hey, this is a momentous day for us. We went live. Calvary live is now live on the radio by grace network, 74 stations, are now listening live and our first call of the day was from was from our uh radio by grace friends his name was ted he was the first call of the day listening live and it is um a glorious day uh, we tried to do this yesterday we tested it on a couple days ago and then we tried to go live yesterday we had technical problems on our side somehow don't know exactly what it was uh, we just warfare. You know, the Bible says that the devil is the prince of the power of the air. And I think he thinks he owns all the technology. And you can see in many ways he uses it to destroy people's lives. But our desire is to use technology to build you up, to strengthen you, to help you. And I'm glad that you are tuning in from around the country, from all you guys on Hope FM, down south in Truth FM, 
Radio by Grace, Grace FM, Higher Rock Radio, many other stations around the country. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, let's go to Loveland, Colorado. Justin, welcome to the program. Hey, what's up, Pastor? Um, How you doing? So my question, uh, doing good. Um, good. It's Friday, so that's good. Um, but it's uh, <laughs> a question about Psalm 50, specifically verses 3 and 15. Okay. And so um, I guess my question is, is uh, so in, in verse 3 it says, you know, our God comes, he does not keep silent. Before him is devouring fiery, devouring fire around him, a mighty tempest. And like, I don't know, there's other verses where it's like, you know, angels are like singing holy, holy, and lightning and sure. thunder like surround his throne. But then like in uh, verse 15, it says, um, and call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. And so I guess kind of my question is just, God is already, like, so full of glory and, like, you know, like, all of those things, right? So, I don't know. It's just kind of, like, crazy to think that, like, when we call upon his name, like, it glorifies him. So, I guess I was just kind of, like, how like how do how do we glorify him when he's already, like, so glorious? No, that's a great question. I think that one of the—there's a couple things to think this through, you know, to— to think of we whether we create something or we reflect something, right? That if if we were creating some kind of glory and trying to add it to a God who possesses all glory, then that doesn't make sense. That's that's we're unable to do that. But if we reflect back to that glory, um, you know, this word is an interesting word in the Hebrew. It's the word kabod, uh, and it actually speaks of the heaviness and weightiness. It, it speaks of honoring. Um, to to recognize the the beauty uh, and the power and the majesty of God, and you can look through. If you want to email me, I'll send you a great little article on this word in the Hebrew, just of all the different places it's used in the in the Bible. Which which, by the way, really helps to understand how words are used as they're used in different sections in the scriptures, and then we pull back their context. You know, word studies are one of the fun things. Um, to do, but this is a word that was used uh, to describe the labor of Israelites in Egypt. They had become burdensome, where it says, "Let more work be laid on them, that they may labor in it, and let them not regard false words." So that speaks of heaviness there. Pharaoh's heart. You, this word's used um, to describe his heart when it was became hard, uh, and and then in a, a passive way, it can be described as enjoying honor or glory. Um, you know, God honors himself in Exodus 14 through the defeat of Pharaoh. You know, I'll harden Pharaoh's heart so he'll pursue them. I'll gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his armies. That's an interesting use of that word where we know that he has all honor, but this will be the response of Pharaoh and his army. They will come to this knowledge. They will agree with a fact that already occurs. And I think when God delivers us from something, and we glorify him, or we ascribe to him the honor that's due his name, or we worship him, we aren't adding anything to God. We're merely enjoying God. Uh, and that That's the purpose. You know, the Bible says in Revelation, I was just looking at this for another Bible study I'm going to be delivering soon, how in Revelation it talks about how we have been created for his pleasure. And, and, and that's a beautiful thing, that our lives can bring pleasure to God, um, but it can also bring about 
a tremendous response of worship and adoration and and a and a, an ascribing of the heaviness and the holiness as we honor God for what he has done. The same word is used to describe honoring the Sabbath, to honoring the sanctuary, to honoring wisdom. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a word that we would use um, to deal with, you know, the giving honor to. So when God delivers us, you know, we're not going to take honor upon ourselves, right? His glory can't be shared with any man. So we're simply reflecting back to him what he's done for us. Cool, right on. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Email me. I'll send you this little art, this little. Um, it's the word study dictionary. Um, these guys that are experts in in the language, I love referring to them because you got you can read the whole thing and you're like, oh, now I get it. Cool, right on. And what's what's your email again? Ed at edtaylor.org. O R G. Make sure it says cool, dot org. Right All right, man. See you. Cool. Bye, Justin. All right. Well, we're coming up on the end of the program uh, today. We've had a great show. I'm grateful that uh, you guys have all tuned in uh, and being a part. Somebody just text real quick. What are you teachings on Dr. David Jeremiah? I think he's a phenomenal Bible teacher. I really enjoy David Jeremiah. Uh, we have tried to get him on our station here uh, unsuccessfully. Unsuccessive, uh, unsuccessfully. That's the way. Um, but I, I, I appreciate that. He is a very uh, seasoned uh, teacher uh, of the Bible, and I appreciate his teachings. He, he reminds me, Dr. Jeremiah reminds me of Chuck Swindoll in many ways, although I think Pastor Chuck Swindoll is more applicational in his teachings, but I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy Dr. Jeremiah. Uh, such a blessing. Uh, 303. Six nine zero three thousand is the number. Put it in your uh, phones for next week when we start a new week. Uh, for those of you listening today, we started live on Radio by Grace. So seventy four more stations we're on live, and then of course on Grace FM throughout Colorado, uh, uh, Wyoming, and Nebraska. Uh, you guys are always getting it live, and then Hope FM and Truth FM. You get it one week delayed. But the cool thing about that is is that when you call the show, you're going to talk live, just like you're on the phone with someone. We'll have a conversation. We'll answer the question. And then next week, you guys on Hope FM and Truth FM, you could tune in and hear yourself on the radio, uh, which is is kind of a cool thing uh, to do. Uh, but I want you to pray this weekend. First of all, go to church, worship with someone, worship with your home church, find a church. If you're in Listening uh, in on Grace FM, we have a list of recommended churches on our website, gracefm.com. So pray, get to church, worship with others, uh, get your kiddos in Sunday school, um, that they might grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus, and then support local Christian radio. You're going to hear that all the time. Um, and, and what I mean by that is whatever station you're listening to this on, please support that station. No gift is too small uh, they're all used for the glory of God. Every radio station you listen to has ongoing costs, electric, you know, just simple electric bills or staffing or technology. Like we had to add uh, technology to make make this program go live. And, you know, everything has a cost to it. But praise God, he's using it. Get to church. All you guys listening to Abounding Grace Radio, thank you. Thank you very much. It's a, it's a privilege to be a small part of your life. Um, just teaching the Bible. You know, I got a neat 
email today of uh, on abounding grace. It was so encouraging, uh, you know, and we get these every single day. Um, but it's so good where uh, the sister, I'm pretty sure I have it archived, and it's oh, oh here we go. Uh, it is thank you for your um, actually. That's uh, my response. Let's see here. Uh, what? Good morning, um, <laughs> Pastor Ed. I'm blessed by your sermons on hope in hard times. Today's message, Rest Your Hope on Jesus, truly gave me encouragement to keep me going. I've always suffered from anxiety and impatience. The biblical teaching was very calming to me. And we get these emails every day. So thank you guys for your support. Uh, and I actually have a book that we just finished. It's called Facing Your Fears. Uh, you can get it on our website, CalvaryCO. That stands for Colorado, CalvaryCO.store or wherever you get books. Uh, Facing Your Fears. It's a great little book. It's inexpensive. Great gift for Christmas, especially in the world that we're living in right now that's hyping up fear uh, uh, in ways that, that has real fear. So I draw a distinction. There's real fear and there's irrational fear. And what does the Bible have to say about that? And um, it's really good. So anyway, great to be with you today. I'm grateful when I host the program. Uh, this was an idea that we had many years ago that it's now uh, living out in fruition, um, blessing and encouraging. And it's a, it's a privilege to be in your car, be in your kitchen or wherever you are listening to this, allowing the Holy Spirit uh, to use his word to encourage and uplift. So you guys, if you're in the metro, Denver metro area, come on out. Calvary Church here in Aurora, Hampton, and Tower. Go to our website, calvaryco.church. And I have a website. I write on grief, ministry, leadership development. It's edtaylor.org. It has to be .org. edtaylor.org. Podcast, social media, everything there. God bless you guys. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.